welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. Join cross-cultural leadership expert Dr Tom Vergus as he offers perspectives and strategies on the issues affecting global leaders in the ever-changing world of global business. Hello there, this is Tom Vergus. Welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. I'm joined again today by Dr. Jürgen Strauss. Welcome, Jürgen. Hi, Tom. Thank you. And it's good to see you again. Indeed. So what are we talking about today? Well, the first subject or the first topic I'd like to speak about is actually negotiating across cultures. Mm, That's Mm. a fascinating topic. I've just been reading some books about negotiation in fact yeah (laughs) so there you go they don't talk about across culture so i'm fascinated to learn more today yeah and actually the topic was driven by my friend professor payal kumar who is a a professor and academic from uh, new delhi and i was in india recently and she was asking me about this topic and she said can you do something on it so i said okay I'll do it for you because she wanted to play it for some of her students. Mm. And uh, occasionally in the past when I've been to India, I've actually gone and lectured at uh, her programs. But this time I wasn't able to. But her question on negotiating across cultures prompted me to uh, think about why don't we do a quick podcast on that. Mm -hmm. Sounds fascinating. So that... This is really important, right, in the in today's international world because there's lots of things we hear about every day about international mergers and acquisitions and, of course, there's a lot of trade stuff going on right now for good or not good. And yes. We, we, we'll park and leave for another time. Yep. Uh, but all of that involves negotiation, right? Yes. So, and it is cross-cultures. Yes. Yeah. So I suppose like really when you think about what is what is it that we are uh, negotiating or what how do we define negotiation it must you know for me it seems to be that what we are talking about is we have a a product or a service that is of interest to two or more parties and what we're trying to do is come to a a place that is mutually beneficial, mm. right? Either for you know for both the buyer and the seller. Yeah, yeah. So what what are some of the particular challenges around that in terms of international or across cultures? Well, good question. So I think one of the things that we want to really uh, think about as a starting place is. We don't want to talk about the phases of negotiation, right? Because the phases will pretty much be the same regardless of culture. So Mm. what are the phases? So the first phase would be something around some level of preparation and planning, right? Mm. So in any negotiation you go into, you need at least to have an idea in your mind. Well, this is what I'm wanting or this is how much I can give or what's my alternatives, etc. Because as you know, Jürgen, the better prepared you are, the better your options are going to be when you're at the Mm. negotiation Mm. table. So if you allow for that, if you allow for the fact that we need to do some prep, and then after you've done your prep and your planning, then you're going to go into your negotiation. It then becomes, well, let's kind of highlight what are the things we're negotiating about, right? So in most instances, we could be either negotiating about the price or the terms and conditions, or the deliverables, Mm. right? So really, for me, I think those are the three things that it boils down to. And 
most times, I think that the quality of the product or whether your service is suitable for my requirements, those things should all have been covered during the sales process. Mm. Okay, so in other words, is what you're offering, is that able to do what I want it to do? Yeah. Right? So that should be a given. And so what we're negotiating on now are the finer points, e.g. the price or the terms uh, or, you know, terms and conditions or the deliverables. So that's establishing that. And then I think the next point is really around how do we then bargain? You know, what, how to, where's the give and take? Mm. What do we kind of work on with that? And then finally we close off. So I think there's, you know, in general about four, perhaps five kind of general steps in terms of the negotiation process. The difference is the relevance or the relativity of each of those steps in different cultures. Yeah, yeah. Now, one of the things, and, and this came out of the books that I've been listening to, and I don't remember the actual Latin root of the word negotiation, but it is a confrontational uh, meaning. Right. So right. talk to us a little bit about how negotiation as opposed, uh, as kind of rather than a confrontation versus a collaboration. How, how do you see that in different cultures? Yeah, so I that's a great point, Jürgen. I do think that there are certain cultures who look at negotiation very much as confrontational, right? Mm. So I'm here to win. So it's, it's the win-lose, mm. right? So I'm here to win. So for me to win, you've got to lose. Yeah. That is very much, I think, that traditional way of looking at negotiation. I think, though, over the last 30, 40 years, hopefully most businesses or most people have evolved to the stage of how can we make it win-win. So, uh, uh, you know, ultimately, how can I ensure that I win in the negotiation at the same time that you win? So we both walk out of it with a sense of satisfaction because that's really what you want, Mm -hmm. right? You want both parties to walk out of it with a sense of, yep, that worked for me. Yeah. That's right, yeah. And yeah. One, of, one of the things that I read in, in one of these books was that a successful negotiation is where both parties walk away from the outcome that uh, they feel as though they haven't got exactly what they wanted, but they can live with it. Whereas yes. the philosophy of the book I was reading was it should be exactly the way you said. Both parties walk away saying, yes, we've got what we wanted. We've, got, we've achieved an outcome that works for both of us and we're happy. Yeah. And I think that's the key. Like, mm. we achieved an outcome that works. So I may not get everything I wanted. Mm. You know, I, may, I may have had to give up. Let's, let's say there were 10 things I wanted. I may have not have got 10, but maybe I got seven. But I can live with that, mm. right? Because there always comes a point in every negotiation, which, in fact, comes back to the prep, is that we always need to know where our walkaway position is, right? You need to enter every negotiation with some point, an idea of where your walk away is. Otherwise, what you find is you just start giving things away Mm. without really realizing it. And some of the listeners, I'm sure, can appreciate the fact that even though you do the negotiation and you walk out of there going, wow, I got what I wanted, but I, I, you know, I, I... 
I don't have that sense of satisfaction mm. or I don't have that sense of elation or joy. Yeah. And I think for most times when that occurs, it's because we've given it away. Mm. Like we haven't, we've got the deal, but it's actually, yeah. you know, there's been no margin mm. or it hasn't been profitable. Or, so being really clear about the outcome that you want and, and maybe even understanding what's the outcome the other person I'm negotiating with wants. That's, that's regardless of culture. Then. That's right. That's regardless of culture. Like, what is it that the other party would want? And I can only just anticipate that because that's going to be our starting positions, isn't mm. it? Right? This is what I'm wanting. What is it that you want? And where do we go from here? So where do the cultural differences come in? Some of the things I think that are, are different is that in many cultures, people are born negotiating, right? Mm. So... I talk about the a young child in places like uh, India and Pakistan where they are taken on their mother's hip in the market to the marketplace when they're babies and they see it right from the yeah. start and it's actually very much part of normal way of doing business. Mm. Conversely there are other cultures who look at negotiating as just being below them, right? And they go like why are we even doing that? Yes, well, I know in all my travels in Asia in particular and going through markets and um, one of the very first times when I was with one of the locals and I bought something and they said, you know, you've just insulted that person. I said, well, how's that? I've, I've bought the thing. I'm, I'm happy. I like it. But you didn't negotiate. Mm. So I paid the opening, opening price they price, asked for yes. because to me it was still it a was good still price. cheap, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good value. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So whereas, whereas you know, in that particular culture, perhaps that was the opening price, mm. and then you give a counter price, mm. and then we cut. At least you know it's part of the game, right? Mm. It's part of the game. But I know Jurgen, there are many people who dislike that. Yeah. You know, they just dislike doing that. My wife is actually one of those people. When she travels, she doesn't like to uh, to bargain. She doesn't, you know, watch the price and just pay it, mm. right? Whereas there are other people who just go, yep, you know, uh, do that. So I think that's, that's important for us to actually appreciate that some cultures where that is part of it. The other thing I think that's also important to keep in mind, again, in negotiation, is that there's this the term called subjective and objective pricing. So in a lot of cultures like what I call developed countries, there is objective pricing, e.g. we walk into the supermarket or we walk into the shop that they have a price and that's what, is, what we are expected to pay. Yeah. In other parts of the world, prices are much more subjective. So in other words, depending on the time of the day, depending on the time of the month, depending on the relationship I have with you, how you're dressed... You know, there's a lot of variables mm. that impact how much it is. In fact, when you're traveling in a lot of the countries in Asia Pacific, it's in the markets especially, it's always good to go early. Because if you go early and you're the first customer, mm. you can always get a really good price on it because most traders believe if I can sell early, it's going to be a good day. Yeah, yeah, I learned that. Very early on because I, I used to love going out early to the markets and the shops and um, nearly everyone then would say, you're my first customer. And and even when I was just window shopping, they were desperate to make a sale. Yes. So, yeah, that's yes. very much 
that belief. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So I think that you know that comes into play as well. The other thing I think that's important for us to keep in mind when negotiating across cultures is the dimension of power. So if you think about hierarchy, in many cultures, negotiation can be very hierarchical. So let's say it's a sales negotiation. And if I'm the customer, you're the salesperson. In hierarchical cultures, the customer has a tremendous amount of power, hmm. right? So they may do things like keep you waiting yeah. for a long time, right? Which you may have experienced. Or they delay things. Or they'll just push it right out. And so it becomes very frustrating. Whereas in much more egalitarian-based cultures, it's actually between peers, right? Where it's not so, the power factor is not so big. It's I as a customer want what you're selling. Mm. You as a salesperson want to sell it. How do we come to it in a mutually uh, you know, beneficial mm. uh, way? So... So we talked a little bit about uh, experience in markets and it's certainly, um, from what I've seen, very different in different countries and different cultures. Mm. How does that play out in a business negotiation? Well, in a business negotiation, I find, so when I've worked with clients in many different parts of the world, the the things I, I, I really kind of try to think about is the hierarchy. So Every culture, just like we talk about leadership, every culture has a has a model of leadership. Every culture has a model of negotiation. Mm. So it's useful to actually understand what's the model of negotiation for that particular country. And there are, in fact, um, you know, books around that you can read. So in, I think there was a book that was written by a good friend of mine, Lothar Katz, and he talks about uh, negotiating international business a reference guide to 50 countries around the world. Yeah, that's, a, that's an example of a great piece of resource where you may think about, okay, I'm going, to, I'm going to negotiate in Italy. What's the basic framework of negotiation in Italy compared to, say, negotiating in Nigeria mm. or negotiating in Canada, for instance, right? That gives you a framework to think about. And then, as we know, when we talk anything around culture and cultural intelligence, it's all around, so what's my model, right? What's my framework? What's my lens that I am bringing into this? Mm. And then how do I reconcile the two? That helps you in the preparation. And then if you think about things like hierarchy that comes into play, a relationship versus task, in many cultures, the relationship is important. We set up a relationship first. Other cultures, it's not as important. It lets get onto it, um, the thing around do we, where do we start with the pricing. Some cultures like to start really high so that it gives us a buffer, yeah. uh, whereas for other cultures, they don't do that. They go like, here's kind of the reasonable starting price and how much you give away is going to be very minimal. That also is based on the, on the industry you're in. Um, like I've been worked with clients where the 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 reduction is like 0.5, right? 0.5%. Like, you know, it's minimal, whereas other people go, that's like, let me give you 30%. Mm. So it all depends on what you're talking about, what sort of uh, range uh, you're talking about. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting, the different aspects of the pricing. Uh, because I guess in the West, we have this view that, Let's say I, I'm selling you something, and particularly if it's if you're an existing customer, 
and I'm offering you to upgrade a service yep. or to switch over to a better service. And I start off with a really high price and then I drop my price, say, 30%. In the West, we would almost consider that an insult. Yes. You, you're trying to rip me off to start with. Had I not come back and said, well, was that the best you can do, then I would have been paying that high price. That's right. So the margin makes it really kind of big. And why is that the yeah, case, yeah, yeah. right? So in those sort of situations, it's much better to give you know, a lower margin. That's a good point, though. About it. So again, it's about understanding mm. the culture of the industry, the culture of the country, and of course, the people that you're dealing with. I have also found, Jürgen, that in certain cultures, especially in larger markets, that the negotiation is based very much on, I'm just going to take the best that I can, right? So it goes back to what we started off in the conversation that's very confrontational. Mm. Whereas I have found in other uh, countries that it's much more collaborative in the sense of, I'm going to leave some on the table for you uh, because our industry is small, I'm going to meet you again at some other place, mm. right? That it, you know, we even though we may leave companies, whatever, depending on again the industry, we'll eyeball each other at yeah, some yeah. other time. So it's important to have the relationships. So going back to the relationship, yeah, yeah. so I don't want to leave that there is no margin at all. So I leave, leave some on the table. That's what we call leave some on the table. Mm, and yeah. that I have found is also a key thing. When I have worked with clients as they go into different markets, what's the philosophy we need to take? Mm. It's a little bit like the leadership philosophy, right? Be careful who you trot on on the way up because you'll meet them again on the way down. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Hmm. All right, so what's the takeaway for our listeners today? I think the today? takeaway here is to to really be conscious of what, well, firstly, what are you negotiating on, right? Uh, so what, being clear with the steps of negotiation. So those are all, that's regardless of culture, mm. but then taking some of the cultural considerations. Who are you negotiating with? What is their view in that particular culture to negotiation, what's your view around negotiation? And then how do you go into that being prepared and having it as, you know, and having a sense of fun with it. I think that's important, mm. right? having a sense of fun. I am always of the belief that when somebody comes finally to the negotiating table, it is because we have common interests. Yeah. Right? That's why we're even talking. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking. Mm. We're talking here because we have common interests. There may be one or two sticking points, mm. some of them big, some of them small, but most things we are in agreement with. So can we resolve this in mm. a way that's useful for both of us? Yeah, yeah, great. Great points. Thanks, Tom. You're welcome, Jürgen. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us on CQ for Global Leaders. To find out more or contact us, go to culturalsynergies.com.